Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. You can send your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can also find us on the following social sites, usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Linktree, and Pure Social. You can listen to our shows by going to warn-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com. And you can also find Warren Radio on the following streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. A seasoned tale of redemptive truth. It relates the events in prose form. Hear the truth of redemption, the garden, and even the keeping of seasons of celebration as humans are reflected around one fact. Also, they were enemies, priests, scribes, elders who rejected the Messiah. It was the day priests, scribes, and the elders were enemies of the Savior. And don't miss these classic Warren radio shows on warn-usa.com, Abrahamic Promises Faith Series. It is in separate episodes. It's the life of Abraham. It can be viewed of the context of many nations and peoples that he affected in many ways. Also, the Golden Cup Judgment, Flee Babylon. The Golden Cup Judgment finds the people facing a turbulent time. Here the Jewish people were told to flee Babylon. And Volatile World on Edge. The Volatile World on Edge proves that we move even closer to an apocalyptic end, yet dramatic conversions continue today. Be sure to get the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to Dana Glenn Smith, and there you can sign up for the to get our newsletter. And you can visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop on DanaGlennSmith.com. We feature Christian books and other resources from our Visions Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to around here 60 degree weather I think this morning. Cloudy, rainy. That's one thing about spring up here. Sometimes it's nice but in the early spring and for us May is, is not so early but it takes a while for things to get growing around here and we're getting into that and of course every year I 
I plant what I call a survival garden. In the old days, I rode, uh, <coughs> not rode, I wrote a number of articles on gardening in the apocalypse. And uh, so that's kind of, no matter what happens, I'm going to garden. And uh, grow stuff. So at any rate, in our world, everything is fine. Well, that is, unless you look around to Washington, D.C., in the news that that became a big deal for us was uh, not a big deal, just the way it is. <clears throat> you know, the secret flights by the Biden administration taking illegals all over the country, including the children who have been found. I talked about the, the one group of them that they found a group of little girls, a farmer did, a rancher down in, down south by the border. The whole thing stinks from the Biden administration all the way to the border and beyond. And uh, everybody thinks that that's what we need to do, just open up the border. Well, in the process, drug traffickers, thugs, terrorists, and of course, kids that are abducted or they pay their parents for them and bring them up and drop them off and then leave and go do their own thing. This is what's happening down there. At least that's what, you know, when you have those five little girls, how did they all of a sudden get up here and get just get dropped off? There's a lot of trafficking going on. And, of course, Biden is corrupt as the day is long. So is Kamala Harris. And I fundamentally, absolutely, and positively disagree with every word they practically speak, every bit of their um, so-called political leanings against Israel. And, of course, uh, AOC, Kamala Harris, and Ilhan Omar, who's a former terrorist out of Somalia, of course, she's going to lead, the, uh, lead all the yelling in America you know, to support Hamas. But Hamas is, is a crony of Iran. Because Iran has been sponsoring these kind of things for a long time. They have people on the payroll in the Gaza Strip, always have. We know that. At any rate, you know, you're not going to get away from the end of days. You're not going to get away from the fact that God judges nations. You're not going to get away from the fact of turmoil, trouble. And in America, that's what you're going to get. And uh, I spent a good portion in Isaiah. And last night was another one, the first time in several weeks we were able to do it because of network troubles. We've got everything taken care of. The networks that we had set up and stuff had lasted for two decades, uh, more than two decades, and now um, things are working better than they have. Yet America's not working better. The world's not working better. It's in chaos. We left off in, uh, and we're doing the Romans study today, we left off with verse 20 and 21. But Isaiah is very bold and say, says, I was found of them, meaning the Gentiles that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that ask not after me. But to Israel he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. Now, that's there for a reason. Because uh, Paul is leading into Romans 11. And he's been making his defense. He's been bringing up to a point where he's going to talk about it even more. In Romans 11 verse 1, I say then as God cast away his people, God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of, the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. Now that's important to know, the tribe of Benjamin, because Judah originally 
was Judah and Benjamin, and of course the Levites, who were a service tribe, they didn't have inheritance in the land. The inheritance was serving the Lord, a priesthood. <clears throat> and so that just shows you how Paul got there. Of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin, he would have been originally... You know, his people would have originally been uh, been there with the original uh, tribe of Judah that had went had been there, because after the rule of uh, Solomon, Israel was divided into two camps: the northern tribes, which we call the Lost Tribes, and Judah. But you see, Paul's making the case that God has not cast away his people. Now, he's talking to the Jews in Rome. He's also talking to any Gentiles that have come uh, to the faith there. And as we pointed out, the gospel got over in Rome because um, the biggest, the best proof would be the pilgrim feasts. And during uh, Pentecost, Jews from Rome came down to Jerusalem, which wouldn't have been that bad of a trip. And they heard Peter speaking about the Lord on the day of Pentecost. The Spirit of God had fallen. A lot of them believed that day. And uh, so they went, they took the gospel back with them. And Paul is writing those who are in Rome now. But the case that he's making is that God has not cast away Israel. Now, today, a lot of people, you know, tend to believe that that's the case. Now, a lot of them, and as I pointed out in our Isaiah study, um, and Isaiah talks about the controversy of Zion. And you can listen to that show and hear what I have to say about the controversy of Zion. But there is a controversy, uh, even today. And... That controversy, uh, I explain a little more in detail there. But it was important for Paul to bring this out. Now, there is no doubt that people want peace. And, and this is the hypocrisy of America, of Ilian Omar and these others who are for Hamas. Because... The bottom line of it is, is that they're all crying over the injustices of Israel. When in the same respect, they don't cry over the injustice of China treating the Uyghurs or the Christians the way they do. They're not crying over North Korea's Kim Jong-un treatment of Christians. They're not crying over the fact that Modi in one of the biggest democracies there is, the China, I mean India, uh, and his BJP party, which is a nationalist party, and the radical Hindus who have sworn to remove Muslims and Christians out of India by the end of this year. Well, they ran into a second uh, run of COVID. It's really bad. It's hitting them really hard. And uh, one might think, well, you know, is, is, is the reason that they're going through this because of their own injustice? Nevertheless, you know, the Lord does work that way, sending things this way. And uh, it's not uncommon at all when you look in, in Scripture that God will use uh, events and things to send into nations to wake them up. But uh, in all of this, Ilya and Omar and the others don't say anything about that injustice. They don't say anything about the... Uh, blood being spread throughout Africa by Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, Al-Qaeda, ISIS. There's uh, several versions of ISIS there. And the Fulani. Uh, they don't say anything about that. They don't cry about that. They don't say anything about holding um, Buhari uh, accountable for not taking care of the issue in Nigeria. And Nigeria has been one of the worst now. So everything is theater coming out of D.C. Everything is political. Everything is a hack job. And uh, Paul knows hack jobs as well. And one of his duties, you know, 
although Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles, you know, he did try to go to the Jews. And uh, finally, at one point, it, it really seemed like he was exasperated. And he told him, he says, he says, fine, your blood be on your own head. I'm going to the Gentiles. And he left. And he was appointed to go to the Gentiles, but he still wanted to try to talk to the Jews and didn't get anywhere, so he went to the Gentiles. And, of course, all the Jews that knew Paul and those that didn't, his fame was such that they would follow him and his people around and cause trouble for him wherever they went. So Paul was in that place that if he hadn't have come to the Lord, he would have been rich, he would have been real popular, uh, and uh, continued to be in favor with the high priest. However, when he turned and started following Yahshua like he did, that it was just a, a sudden drop-off. Now, you see, um, when you're in America, you, you, have, you have Jews here. And, you know, I have nothing against the Jewish people. I'm for the Jewish people and for their state. But, you know, the bottom line of it is is that there are certain things that they don't even want to admit and that is, Israel did reject the Messiah. It says so in John 1. He went to his own, and his own received him not. And so that did get into the teaching at the time when uh, the apostles took it out. And the Gentiles began believing. Uh, and after a while, and this, of course, even multiplied by the time you get further on and, and say, uh, by the year 100 A.D. and you go further, you see even more of this where God had cast away the children of Israel. And then when you get into modern times, uh, let's say, let's go back to Hitler's time. At that time, uh, that's what the Jews were not counted in favor, especially in Germany. And you know the result and I know the result. But see, Paul made the point clear back in Romans 11. He's not cast away as people. There is a process. And um, and uh, he says in verse 2, God has not cast away his people which he foreknew. Know you not what the scripture says of, Eli of uh, Isaiah or Elijah? Uh he says Elias here, but it's Elijah. Uh, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed my prophets, dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. Now, that's exactly what Elijah said. And uh, it's after he had taken on the prophets of Baal and the fire and everything, licked it up and killed so many of them, and, and Jezebel said he was going to kill him, so... He flew, uh, flew out of out of the coop of where he was, and uh, went up and sought God clear up in the mountains. And of course, he had to be refreshed on the way by an angel. But at any rate, to make a long story short, he got up there and he says, uh, "I'm left alone. There's nobody left." But God said, "I've reserved to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal." This is in Israel during the time of Jezebel and Ahaz. Uh, you know, very, very wicked, wicked leaders. And you you will see Israel, you know, they went that way a lot of times. You go through the book of Kings, and, you know, if, if you read the Old Testament at all, you can see Israel, the chosen people, falling away from God all the time. They'll fall away. God will send uh, chastisement. They will repent, come back, and they'll fall away again. And, and Isaiah, you know, uh, records all this. And, of course, Paul talks about it. You know, they did kill the prophets. Even the Lord said is he was weeping over Jerusalem. And this is why many of the Jews think the Lord was a false prophet. You know, they, they hated him. And, and, and at the time, there were Jews that even made up lies about him. And, of course, you wonder why some of these strange books suddenly came out and all this other stuff. That's because the enemies of the Lord were busy. And, uh, Lord, they have killed thy prophets, dig down thine altars, and I am left alone. 
But God said, no, wait a minute. I've got myself 7,000 men. Now, Paul puts this in there in order to tell you that there is a remnant. There's going to be a remnant left. God has those that are remnant, both in Christianity and and in Israel itself, and that God would bring them to himself. But see, the Jews as it is, you know, they have their religion. They have their faith over there. Uh, but the bottom line of it is, is this, and this is this goes for the entire world. Now, when you talk about the law, there's there's the law of Islam, who goes by the Quran. You got the laws of the Jews, uh, uh, which goes according, uh, you know, to the Torah. But Scripture says, you know, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified. Christ said, I've not come to destroy the law. I've come to fulfill it. And so there is a fulfillment of the law, which is what Yahshua pulled up on and what he accomplished. And, uh, and so Paul points out that in this phrase, you know, <clears throat> referring to what God had told Elijah at the time, that he had reserved himself 7,000 men, uh, even so then at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Now you might say, well, what does that mean? A remnant according to the election of grace. And don't let the word election fool you. You know, the bottom line of it is, is God has had chosen grace. And that's the main instrument, the main tool that God chose. And it's an election of grace, not towards the, not just towards the Jews, but towards all men. See, he's not just saying, well, I, I'm just giving grace to the Jews. No, he gave grace to everybody. Because, see, and, and there's a lot of paradoxes, you know, contrasts in the Lord God. For God so loved the world, John 3.16. Yet at the same time, he says, that as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Well, how many is that? Well, God loves the whole world. And so loving the whole world, he rebukes and chastens just as many. <laughs> That's what the word says. So what do you think he's doing? He's the father. That's who Jesus calls him. He said, you, you come to unto the Father. And the Lord even called him Father. And it's interesting to understand that that's who he is. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But he is a Father to us, to all those he created. Not just Americans, not just white, not just black, not just whatever color you are. But God created all things. And he's a father not just to us who are redeemed, but to those who are not redeemed. He's a father to this world. He's a father to everything he created. And out of that, see, God so loved, out of his love, the beginning of everything was his love. Out of that love, came his mercy out of that mercy came his grace and the tool now see while God calls this or Paul calls this the election of grace there is a tool here there is an access and that access is paramount you must come by faith period and it is through that tool of faith for without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a, reward, a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So although there is an election of grace, there's a remnant, you've got to come by faith. Well, the Jews have always learned to come first according to the law. And that's what many think. But if you look closely in Moses and you look in the Torah, you find that God says, you know, when we, when we talk about Caleb and Joshua, 
that they had a different spirit about them. What was that? They believed. They had faith, like Abraham had faith. Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake. It doesn't say that of Moses. It says it of Abraham. Not, not taken away from Moses at all. But see, there's that election of grace. But even the election of grace is required that they must believe what God has done. Must believe in the Son. The Messiah. The Son of God, Yahshua. Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say, and if by grace, then there is then it is no more of works. See, it, it, they're not going to be saved by building the temple, the third temple. They're not going to be saved by doing any more blood sacrifices. They're not going to be saved by doing these things. Now, there, there's a whole line, whole line of teaching out there from many different people who classify that there's two salvations, one for the Jews, one for the Gentiles. That isn't biblical. That's totally false. And to prove that point, all you have to do is look at the Gospels. And you look at the church and how it grew. It came out of the Jews. It came out of Jewish apostles, for crying out loud. You got a... You got... <laughs> A Jewish Messiah, Jewish apostles, you have Jewish followers in the beginning, and the Bible that they used, they didn't have the New Testament like we did. They they read the Tanakh, the entirety of what had been written from the Torah on forward. That's what they studied. That's what, you know, that's what Yahshua studied. So, yeah, there is a remnant, Paul says. But a lot of that, you know, I mean, he can look, and, and at the time that he said that, yes, there were Jews who had believed. <clears throat> there had been Jews believing even in Israel. Uh, we could, <laughs> what was left of Israel, in the time of the Romans, in Jerusalem, and the surrounding area where the Lord was ministering. He had all kinds of people that believed in him. It wasn't the people that was... <laughs> and you can, always, you can always find this. It's always the leaders. It was always the leaders of Israel. If the leader followed the Lord, the rest of the people followed the Lord. And if we look around the world today, you know, you can point to the leaders of the nations. If you've got problem, what's, what's the problem in North Korea? Kim Jong-un. What's the problem in Korea? Yeah, the leader, the leader of, of the Communist Party, the one who is in charge in China, plus all the communists. These are all the leaders. You, you go into India, it's Modi. You go into Nigeria, it's Buhari. You go in America, well, right now it is uh, Biden and all of his minions who are leading this country into the hell that we're going to face because, number one, you're going to have one of the worst economies. You're going to have things that are going to fall down. There's stuff that's coming, and it isn't going to be pretty. It's going to be this dude's fault. He isn't going to listen. He doesn't care to listen on the campaign trail. All he ever did was cry and holler, and if he, <laughs> he would sit there, and he would get mad at people if they asked him honest questions. This is a guy that shouldn't be in there, but they cheated to get him in there so they could put Susan Rice behind him and push Obama policies. Because this is liberal, left-wing hack job. This is an overthrow of America. And the reason it's working or did work is because God allows the enemies to overtake when you don't serve him and when you go against him. Far too long in America we have said nothing about sin. Israel didn't do nothing about sin. Why do you think Israel got divided, you know, after Solomon? Because of Solomon's heart. Because of what he allowed in that country. See, God has not changed in any way, shape, or form. 
Not, not, a, not a bit. But see, God did something. He did have an election of grace, which went to all men. Went to the went to the house of Israel first, and then it went to the Gentiles. But the thing of it is, is that people on the streets believed. They believed. Even while the chief priest, the one who should have known better, and of course along with him was his support in the Sanhedrin and other important Jews, even Paul the Apostle would, would have automatically followed him and believed him. Because he did not know anything of what he knew until after the Lord was crucified. He consented to the death of Stephen. And Paul took that around with him all the way. And he said he did it ignorantly. And he did. He was blinded. Even today the children of Israel are blinded. And Paul covers all of this in this section. So he says in verse 6, And if by grace... It's no more of works. Now, see, they're going to be doing works until they find out. Now, see, if you look at Ari and in his whole ministry of Mao's Israel, you look at Jerry Golden and his ministry, there's quite a number of <clears throat> Jews that are over there that are Messianic, that know the Lord, and, you know, they're happy, born-again believers in, in Yahshua. And they're the ones that will reach the Jewish people. If you want to reach the Jews, it's going to take a born-again Jew. Now see, as Gentiles, we can go and talk to them, but you're going to wind up in an argument. You have to have someone like another Jew to talk to them. But see, even that, Stephen tried to talk to him, and he was stoned to death. Nothing's changed. I had an Orthodox Jew that got mad at me on one of our social feeds. And I had posted stuff that was true. He didn't like it. Well, he was making Aliyah to Israel. Well, bully for you. But Israel is not all Israel, Paul says. And all Israel will be saved, Paul says. Well, of course it will, because Israel are the ones that are found in Yahshua. If you look in the Old Testament, you read what it says, Israel was the vine. But today, if we get into John, we find out the Lord saying, I'm the vine, you are the branches. That's why Paul talks about being grafted in in this section. And he speaks to the Gentiles as well in here. Because he's dealing with both sides. And if by grace then it is no more of works, otherwise grace is no more grace. But if be of works, then it is no more grace. So if truly there's an election of grace which is required to be accessed through faith, then it's no more of works. You're not justified by keeping the law. You're justified by faith in Yahshua. And that's what grace is. You don't deserve it, but I'm going to forgive you. You're guilty. That's why confession is made unto salvation. That's why he says he went to his own and his own received him not, but to as many as did receive him. you got to receive him in. you got to follow him and believe him. If I have someone visiting me and they come on the porch and 
knock on my door and I start talking to him, slam the door and start talking to him through the door. No, that's not the way you do it. You invite him into the house. You sit down, offer him something to drink, and we talk. When I used to go visit my in-laws, they're all dead now and with the Lord, but... <laughs> well, I'll just stand outside here on the porch and yell at you. This is what I came all this way for. No, that's not fellowship. That's stupidity. That's why he says to as many as received him. you got to receive him. You don't just look at him and follow him around like a lot of the Jews did. And, and some of them were asking him questions. The only reason they were there is because they were jealous of the crowds. And they wanted to find a way to trap him and convince the people to stay away from him. And, of course, this Jew that got mad at me tried to talk about the fact that, you know, the devil does miracles. Yeah, the devil does, but nothing like Yeshua. See, and it was, and it was the very miracles themselves that Yahshua pointed to that his father was doing through him. The miracles were a very important part, but yet this knucklehead wouldn't listen. And he's not going to listen. Go to Israel. You know, you know, if they have a third temple, go in there and do whatever it is. Because God, in the end, will save the Jewish people. Not all of them. There's no way. Matter of fact, if you look at some of the prophets, you'll see what has happened to some of them. And some of the prophecies. So, make no mistake, when we talk about a remnant... <coughs> And, of course, um, when we look into uh, Revelation, there's even a number given. And that's the 144,000. But the problem you have in, in this whole thing is that there's a lot more than 144,000 Jews that get saved. And so there is some a few little points in Revelation on those on those things. But at any rate, so if by grace it is no more of works, otherwise grace is no more grace. That's true. But if it's of works, then what do you need grace for? Why did Christ die on the cross? Otherwise, work is no more work. See, it's either going to be one or the other. It's not going to be both of them. See, and that's where Yahshua come. I come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it, because there was another part to that. God himself said, I would not be angry forever. See, and that's the way a lot of the unbelievers classify God, as being angry. But a lot of them don't pay attention here. So Paul says in verse 7, What then? Israel has not obtained that which he seeks for, but the election has obtained it, and the rest were blinded. You know, the problem with people being blinded, and I'm not talking physical blindness here. I'm talking blindness to Yahshua, to not seeing him. It, it's a spiritual blindness. And it's also, the spiritual blindness, of course, is filled with tradition and with things that God, you know, had put into the hearts of the children of Israel that come all the way from Sinai. And so you're talking about an ancient people with a lot of traditions, and they're proud, and they've faced a lot of hell. They have gone through tremendous persecution, and they still continue to have enemies. But see, their biggest enemy is their brother, Ishmael. It's interesting to note, uh, Moaz Israel talks about this. They have a lot of churches, I mean a big church, and they have a lot of outreach throughout all of Israel. I'm not sure of how big their network is, but he's been doing it for a very long time. And I know uh, the testimonies that have come out of there 
and they talk about how the how even Palestinians, you know, the Arabs that come in there and get saved, get along with the Jews that are saved tremendously because they both know Yahshua. And, you know, anybody that knows the Lord and knows the prophecy and knows Israel knows the only way you're going to have peace is through the Lord. And all this manipulation isn't going to do any good. And, of course, you're always going to have people like Ilian Omar, AOC, and others who are politicking it in Congress in order to uh, follow the agenda that they want. I'm not an agenda person. I have no use for them. And, uh, but yet God uses all of this. And see, this is another thing that when they were in Babylon, you know, after a while they became uh, rather caught up in Babylon. Uh, so much so that the prophet said, you know, leave Babylon and let Jerusalem come to mind. Leave it. Remember Jerusalem. Um, and it's well known that the Jews, many of them, got scattered around the world, became caught up in businesses and had their lives <clears throat> because everything that they had known had been taken away. But they still had their their belief, the law, which they kept. Now see, so the blindness, when you talk about it, even at the time when Yahshua was through there, there was a blindness. God has given them the spirit of slumber. Eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear unto this day, he says. And David saith, and he's quoting David, let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back alway. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid but rather that through their fall salvation is come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. See, for a long time, from the beginning, Israel could say, you know, that they were the choice of God. You know, and it all came from Abraham, all the way through Abraham. And yes, they were in bondage in Egypt, but God delivered them. Led them to Sinai and gave them the tablets and the covenant. Led them to the beginning of the promised land, sent in 12 spies, and that's where they got in trouble. Because 10 of the spies had a bad report, and two of them, Caleb and Joshua, had good reports. But the others didn't want to go in. Well, that was the promised land. And because of the sin of the people and the leaders there, they had to wander around the desert for 40 years until they got straightened out. And that generation passed on, and it was their kids that really went into the, made it into the promised land. But Israel has not been in any kind of a glory. I mean, David, when David was in Israel and the leader, you know, he was a warrior king. He had conquered the enemies of Israel. Solomon took the, the helm. And it was a time of peace and prosperity. And it was a glorious time for Israel. But you see, the thing of it is, as soon as Solomon, you know, he had, what, 700 wives, 300 concubines. Most of those would have been political deals made. That's the way they did it. And so he had a lot of things going there. And the wives 
turned his heart and he allowed certain things into the country he shouldn't shouldn't have and for that the kingdom was split and Israel has not been in any kind of glory since then now today she's an independent nation she has a fraction of the land that God had given her and you know now they have a whole bunch of Christians dates back that falls right into the lap of where God had begun it with those Jewish apostles see Gentiles wouldn't have come on their own they would have all been lost they're a bunch of pagans you know to this day the Jews keep the law most of the most of the Gentiles you know oh look at the look at the Muslims they got their own law they didn't want the Jewish law they got their own law but they're the same you know they're out of Abraham too and there are a lot of Muslims that are coming to the Lord today true it's not just Jews and it's not just Muslims but there are many who are coming to the Lord and there's one thing that chaos and turmoil do it wakes people up and in America if Trump would have won many believe those that followed him that's the way it should have been but you see instead people got the opposite they saw the other side now or they see the other side see this is the extremist left-wing socialist this is typical socialist takeover typical I've been saying that for years we saw it in Obama we've we've seen it through the years And the reason we got here is because we did away with the republic and brought in more of a democratic process. And a democratic process simply means that 50% of the people can rule the other 49%. There's no equality. It's whoever gets the most votes, they're the ones that get to do whatever they want. That's why a democracy, even our forefathers of the country, did not like a democracy. They said it led to lasciviousness and sin and every kind of evil, and it did. Our way of life through a constitution and a republic is for a righteous people. That's clear from the documents of our founding. And it's also clear that from the founding, God blessed this nation, whether the unbelievers want to believe it or not. But you see, in the process of this, though, the Jews were able to come to America without being persecuted. But you see, in the world, with everything happening, prophecy is paramount. And whether people like it or not, Israel is the focus. Now, when I say that, we have Israel, meaning the original tribes of Israel, and where they're at in Jerusalem, the state of Israel right now, and Jerusalem. It's all the center. God said, I'm going to bring them down. To Jerusalem I'm going to judge them there the writer John of Revelation talks about the last great Gentile army led by the beast who's going to surround Jerusalem it's all coming together 
Now, see, there was reports of the Third Temple. We've had them before. I followed the Third Temple many, many years ago. The Jews have been working on a Third Temple for many years, not just now. Matter of fact, the biggest problem you have with the Third Temple is where to put it. Because there's been other evidence coming out that where they originally wanted to put it is not where the temple was. Uh, and it's not on the mount either. That is on some evidence that I've seen. So we'll see where they put the third temple. And for some reason they think that the mount over there, you know, is where they need to put it. You know, the bottom line of it is, it doesn't matter where you stick it. Put it in Jerusalem somewhere and build you a third temple be done with it. Well, it's got to be in the same place. No, it doesn't. I disagree. It doesn't have to be. It needs to be a place where they can apply the laws, do what they're supposed to be doing. They have to do it their way, according to the law, because that's what they're trying to do. Everything has to work out according to this. But we shall see. Now see, meanwhile, you turn around and look at America. There's nothing in this country that says God has to keep America, America. Not one thing. So you remember that the next time you think it's okay to sin and do anything you want in this country. Now, one of the most interesting things I think Paul talks about here is that I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? No. See, they did stumble before. They did fall away before. That's what this is referring to. They didn't listen to the apostles. I mean the prophets. They were stubborn and hard-headed. They would not listen to Jeremiah and the other prophets. The Lord himself, as he wept over Jerusalem, you know, O Jerusalem, thou that sheddest the blood of the prophets. You know, you stonest the prophets. The Israel people, that's what they did with their prophets. If they were from God, you would have thought that they would have received them, but they didn't. They hated Jeremiah, and he was trying to keep them from getting run over by Babylon, but they wouldn't listen. And, of course, Jeremiah knew they wouldn't listen, but he had to give the message anyway because he's a prophet. So they didn't stumble that they should fall forever. But in the operations of grace, the elections of grace, there's a process. And so the gospel went to the Jews first, and Paul rather states it plainly. Fine, your blood be on your own heads. He was trying to preach them to keep them from being destroyed. They wouldn't listen, so he said, fine. You know, I go to the Gentiles. Your blood be on your own heads. So the gospel went to the Gentiles. Well, you have a bunch of Jewish Apostles and a lot of other Jews that are following this Messiah now. And it's taking away everything you believe. So what are you going to do? You're going to fight. And that's what they did. And it got really bad because by the time it got to Constantine running the kingdom and Christianity being made the faith of the realm, they had pretty much had it with the Jews. And so the church went a 180 the other way and they created they had their own feasts they had their own things that's why you have you know you have christmas you have easter you have a lot of other things um constantine and a lot of the people involved in the church the leaders decided that they would do things different i mean it got so bad that if you were part of the church the church became really really strong too and uh 
<laughs> they were not without sin by no means. Um, so the Gentiles have not been the most honorable in their own faith. But salvation did come to the Gentiles. It went to the Jews. They rejected it. They, they came to the Gentiles. And then it blossomed into this huge beast we see today. You have the Church of Rome over there and the Pope running around. And that thing's anathema. Now, you got millions of people that believe on him, and I've known Catholics, and I've known a lot of them, and I've known that they're, they are believers, and they're spirit-filled. And remember, there was the charismatic movement. I knew a lot of these people, and, and uh, I've been friends with a lot of them. But I've also been in <laughs> Catholic houses uh, talking to them about the Lord, and they needed to get saved and got thrown out of them. <laughs> and it worked out all right, though. Years later, the guy forgot that he had thrown me out and welcomed me in anyway for dinner. So, you know, I mean, you know, things change. You know, we're humans. We make mistakes. Dear God in heaven, it's time, folks, to kiss and make up. It's time for us to see the Jews saved and the Gentiles saved because we've got a lot of problems of our own here. And I can guarantee you that this stuff which is coming that God is sending is not just to save the Gentiles. And it's not just to send the unbelievers to hell. It's to wake this earth up and tell them, I am the God of the universe. I'm in control of here and I created you and I can sure destroy every one of you. But I don't want to do that. I want you to see it and I want you to understand the truth and come unto me and be my son. So there's a process. And Paul says that through their fall, salvation is coming to the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Well, how can God do that? They will say. It's our faith. Well, it may be your faith. And we'll take that term lightly because you don't have faith. You have the law this is God's doing it's not the Jews if left to the Jews remember they gave the choice he asked him he says will you have a custom to release one shall I release Barabbas or shall I release this young this Messiah Jesus and remember they chose the robber <laughs> they cast him away right then Father thank you for your word and for those that hear this when they do bless them Open their eyes, their hearts, help them to be encouraged, draw them to yourself. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter. You can find it in the nav bar on both of our sites, I believe. Uh, you can also go check out our... Uh, our new shop over on Dana Glenn Smith. We're going to have uh, my books featured over there as well as other things. We're getting it up. It looks good now. I'm going to be adding more stuff. But this is not a total, not a huge merchandise store. This is stuff that we've been doing, and we're going to add more stuff of what we're doing, uh, what we have done. So until next time, look to the Lord, draw close to him. Don't keep your eyes on all the troubles or on all the news or on Biden. Keep it on the Lord. And that's where you need to keep it. He will give you peace. Shalom, everybody. Till next time.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.